All right, welcome back to uh, Pass the Mike Sports Talk here as uh, we are uh, going to go away from sports for a little bit as we got some two uh, special guests in here. They are uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Leigh Taba, who is running for Kent State Undergrad Student Government Director of Business business and Finance and Val Zanal uh, for Undergraduate uh, Student Government President. So I'm uh, glad to have you guys on. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Welcome on. So uh, I got some questions. So, uh, Lath, kind of explain your pr- position more because I know Val, he's, he's, he's got a big role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so pretty much the position of director in business of finance, uh, pretty much what it is is to uh, allocate funds to, uh, to the students. Uh, so a lot of students actually don't know that they can receive funding. So an individual can receive up to $750 in uh, funds to go to an event for their major. Um, as well as an organization can uh, receive up to $2,000 in funding, um, or they can really receive up to 10000 for a uh, on-campus program. Uh, so uh, my position will pretty much be to, with my board, uh, to uh, either pass or deny uh, the funding that these students uh, apply for. And uh, pretty much what I want to do is hopefully be able to pass all of them that make sense and uh, benefit Kent State. Oh, that's pretty cool. I really did not know. Exactly. So, yeah, even Enzo, if there's like a convention for like a uh, uh, sports convention or something that has to do with your major and what you're doing with your career here at Kent State, we can give you up to $750 to go attend that convention and represent Kent State. All right, Rosanne, okay, would that go for like, you know, maybe going to sporting events? Like some places for media passes, they require you maybe like to pay. Like, we're go- I'm going to the MAC tournament next week, but we didn't require to pay for our passes. Well, if you don't require to pay, I don't yeah. think it. Well, some, some sporting events, they require you. Like, oh, if you think okay. you're going like professional, I think they require you like to got to pay money. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I think if you can get the, maybe the media pass, um, the acceptance maybe, but we would have to check the bylaws for that. But that definitely is something maybe that we'll be able to fund. All right. So uh, here's another question. Uh, what would be your guys' goal as being undergraduate in the undergrad student government? What are your guys' goals? So um, I have, uh, once again, my name is Val. I'm running for student body uh, president. Um, I have three things that I want to implement in my presidency. Um, my first being um, I'm currently developing a software that's going to um, take into uh, data from our student body. Um, I really believe uh, as a student government that we should listen to our students. And so <clears throat> this software is going to help um, really gather uh, data on uh people's, you know, quantitative and qualitative data of what people want here at Kent State. And from that, um, I really think that in order to be able to, and I guess, implement this data, we need to um, have our student government represent our student body. So our student government needs to be diverse, as diverse as our student body, to really be able to, you know, implement these things that the student body wants. So I'm going to be striving for more outreach and involvement in our student uh, government. And third and lastly, um, I'm currently the uh, director of business and finance. Um, so I have a lot of experience with, with the budget um, and really being able to, uh, I guess, maximize that. Um, I really want to make sure that everything we do next year is uh important. Um, one project that I want to continue, um, the period project, I don't know if you heard of it, um, is pretty much uh, the initiative to bring uh, free menstrual products here on this campus. We currently have a pilot. Um, 
Senator Wehi, who's the senator of uh, the College of Public Health, that's her initiative. And so I plan on continuing that to bring free menstrual products here uh, in all bathrooms on this campus. All right, that's pretty cool as well. And uh, another question. Uh, do you guys have any big plans for your position, especially you, Val, as being president? What are your, like, your big plans and what, like, what you want to do? Okay. So I really strive to uh, provide more services for students. Um, I, I really want to make your guys' lives easier in, in any way. Um, I have a few ideas on uh, things that uh, I want to implement. Like I said, I want to fully fund the period project, and I want to cut certain uh, things like the newspaper um, not a lot, of, maybe 1% of our student body utilizes that. I, I read the newspaper. I read the Kent Stater. Okay. <laughs> I'm even one of those people like, yeah, I read the, you know, yeah, they have Kent per- Wired. But, but you know, but what yeah. percent of, of students are picking up the Kent Stater before they walk into East Wing? I know, yeah. That, that's true. About the New York Times. Oh, New, you're talking about like bigger papers, yeah, not yeah. like the oh, local. Yeah, okay. So yeah, like, oh, you okay. can get all that online now. I know. Mm-hmm. Same exactly. thing with Cleveland.com and exactly. Akron Beacon exactly. Journal. So They're, it's no all online, so that makes perfect sense coming back on like the bigger newspapers. yeah. I know some kids in the journals and the department might be a little mad about that. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's really not statistically significant enough to put $15,000 a year into something that may be 1% of our undergraduate student body. A lot of faculty members use it, but we don't represent that. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of faculty members in this building definitely use the New York Times still, and like they still read it before class or something. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Basically put money into things that impact more than majority of our undergraduate students. Um, there's a couple other projects that I, I want to implement. Um, I, I won't go on and on about them. If you want to hear it, I can go. But um, I, I would say it. just give them the example of like the Flash Fleet. That's like a great one. <laughs> well, Flash Fleet, what is that? Okay, so Flash Fleet, those, you know those bikes on campus? Yeah, I know those. those like, yeah, yeah. Flash, but, yeah, yeah, yeah like I've can, seen them, but I never use them. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have some stats on that. Um, Flash Fleet, uh, we used to allocate, USG used to allocate about $25,000 a year for that. And um, if I remember correctly, uh, the program cost $75,000 a year um, altogether. So we were giving about 25000 of that. And really, I mean, everyone I ask, like, no one uses Flash Fleet. So I'm going to cut that. <laughs> you, I mean, you should. Like, I see a lot of those bike things in, like, big cities or even, like, downtown Cleveland or when I go to Chicago, I see, like, bikes around. But I don't find biking that efficient on a college campus. Mm-hmm. Even Kent, man, we got some hills around, so that's a little bit right. tough to bike on. Right. Like, it and, makes sense at OSU, those little scooter yeah, things I mean, they have. Yeah, OSU's a very uh, bigger school. I mean, we, right. st- we still like have, a like, a, yeah, we still have, like, a large campus. Like, it's, like, not easy getting to, like, all your classes. But I still don't find those really efficient or even just having your own bike on campus as well. I mean, if you want to save on gas or something. We all know how ridiculous parking is here. Yeah, we can't yeah, stand true, that. True. None of us. I mean, what's, like, your furthest walk? Like, 10 My minutes? furthest walk, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm yeah. only, like, 10. My dorm is only, like, 10 we, minutes from we Franklin. We always have Parta, too. So. Parta, I mean, it needs to be a little more efficient. But then also you got Uber and Lyft right, as well. Right, right. So another thing, um, you mentioned <laughs> Uber. Um, Uber business. Um, this is something that I want to explore um, if elected. I want to try to uh, work a deal with Uber because they do this. I was at a convention or a conference last week in New York City, um, and I was talking to Oklahoma State University, who has this initiative for uh, drunk driving, um, and they fund a certain amount to Uber to give each student in their undergraduate student body uh, six uh, Ubers up to $15 a year. Um, 
Yeah. I love that already. I already yeah, love that. I'm like 60 Ubers. I mean, Uber's pretty expensive. I think that's last I Thursday, I think I paid like $7 to go from university townhomes to the student right. center. Yeah, so, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you yeah. just don't want someone to be like, oh, we don't have the money, and I'm a little tipsy. Like, let me just drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I, I usually don't drive. Like, sometimes I'm like, just no. walk. You got two legs. You, <laughs> we're, we're blessed. We're blessed with two legs. No, sure. exactly, exactly. But there's some people that don't feel like that. So yeah. it would help that initiative. So that is something huge as well, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, uh, why should KSU students vote for you guys for your positions? Um, I would say for my position, uh, one thing would huge is experience. So I've been on the board right now. Uh, so Valo sitting right next to me is the current director of business and finance, um, and I'm on the board currently of eight or nine students that uh, upholds the uh, funds. So experience is a huge thing. So I know how the funds work, uh, how to apply for them, how to respond to the emails, how to do all of that process. Um, a big thing will also be is transparency. Uh, so I will keep in check the Excel doc that uh, Val has created that anybody can see uh, where the funds are going, who's receiving the funds, and how much they're getting for uh, for whatever it may be. So uh, if you know Enzo gets seven hundred fifty dollars to go, you know, for this game uh, to represent Kent, you know, you could see where he's going, what he's doing, and how much money he's getting. Um, and then the third thing is just going to be uh, kind of like outreach and diversity, just making sure that. Uh, students know that they can receive this funding. Uh, so we have this funding for students because we are in college and not much of us have that much money, so it does help out a lot. So when people don't realize it and then they go, oh, hey, I can go now because of USG and this funding, that's huge. Uh, so that's something we really want to make sure we get the outreach. And so, Val, why would you be a great president for KSU students? Okay, so um, I... You know, I'm not trying to brag here whatsoever, but I feel that I'm pretty competent with uh, numbers and uh, words. I, I really know how to represent all types of people, um, not just you know what I want. I'm a very open person, open-minded to all um, beliefs, anything whatsoever. So there's not going to be any biases for me. When you get me... I'm here for everyone. I'm not political whatsoever, so I'm 100% nonpartisan, which USG is nonpartisan. Exactly. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And um, so I'm never going to pick a side. I'm 100% neutral. Um, I'm very good with numbers, and um, I, like I said, I really want to incorporate, like I'm a computer science, and I'm studying computer science and mathematics, so I want to leverage those quantitative skills, but also keep those soft skills. See, with me, you get a little bit of both. You get someone who knows how to communicate with numbers, and also for administration, that's very important. You can't just go to administration and say, I feel like I want this. You need hard you know, numbers and stats and everything. So with that, you're going to get that from me. I'm going to make it happen. And then I also... I'm a very sociable person and, and, and can talk. Um, so I, I really think I can do it all. I'm going to be honest with you. So. Uh, you kind of already secured me on my vote. And uh, here's the thing. Uh, with uh, the Flash Fest, with that mm -hmm. being already announced, we are having Young Thug yes, and sir. DJ Paul. So that's pretty big. <laughs> that is pretty big. We got that. But is there, like, anyone in particular that you guys would want to bring to Flash Fest to come down the can? I know we've had Uzi, 2 Chains. And now we're getting Young Thugs. I mean, that's pretty big. I'm, I'm going to take that for, if, for first, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So my thing is, um, so we have a list of the, the artists that we can bring. Um, 
we can't just bring anyone we want. Okay. Um, so we're given a contract because we work with a third party with this. Um, my initiative with this software that I'm developing for the survey is, okay, we, we get this list, and I want to make this list transparent to the student body that uh. they pick who's coming instead uh, of okay. what you want. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That'd be a good idea, yeah. So really, like, we're here to serve you instead of serve us. I feel in the past that we just get whatever's easiest for us to work a deal. But if the student body really wants, I don't know, say, two chains to come back, come like, back. then well, they can vote dude, to I, have two chains I, back. Tra- that's two chains, I, I think Travis would be a big one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I know a lot. I, do, I love I Travis. That's a great guy. idea. I didn't even know about yeah. that. That would be awesome to have students vote on what they re- who they really want to come. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's our money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's our money, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, a lot of the times, the students are looking forward to the Flash Fest or such type events, and it's not who they're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Or it's not the same genre that they mm-hmm. wanted. So that way, at least now, you you can't really say anything against it because you put your ward in there. Oh, that is true. I mean, uh, my uncle, not the one I do the show with, but he's from my dad's side. He personally knows Machine Gun Kelly. Uh-huh. You know, local what? Cleveland okay. Racker, Cleveland Boy. Shout out to yeah, the 216. Yeah, yeah. I've, been the, dude, I've been the Machine Gun Kelly concerts. They're pretty lit as well, and I think right. he would be a big one, especially yeah, a, lot he, he of local, a, big one. a lot of kids sure. are from the Cleveland area here. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We were looking. We were looking at MGK. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I can help out with that. <laughs> yeah, personally yeah, no. knowing him. For sure. We'll that would be awesome. Uh, and here's a question. Uh, I really don't know how to and where to vote, so can you guys explain that to our listeners and, and me as well, since, you know, I kind of only vote in, like, you know, the elections you got to. Yeah, 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 of course, I'll, I'll take it away. Okay, so, um, on March 12th and 13th, next week, um, voting will take place from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., and there's a couple ways you can vote, um... We are supposed to, last year, um, we sent out an email to every single undergraduate student, um, giving them the link to vote. Um, I believe that this is going to also happen um, this year if there's no technical difficulties. Um, however, if, if you don't get an email, you can go um, on your flash line and there'll be a notification um, you know, uh, to vote. And then if you don't see that... Um, you can also go on the KentStateUSG.com website um, to vote. Um, but the email, um, we're banking on that f- to work. Um, so, yeah, March 12th and 13th from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. I don't know. Yeah, if I believe that's a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Tuesday, yeah, so that that yeah. should work with me because, yeah, you know, so I go to the MAC tournament Thursday, and if Kent wins, I'll be there Friday. But <laughs> Saturday, if they go Saturday, I'm like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be Tuesday and Wednesday, the 12th and the 13th. They'll open up at 7 a.m. and then close at 5 p.m. It really only okay. takes 15 to 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll open it up. You'll see all the candidates. You pick the ones you want to vote, and then you submit your vote. Yeah, make sure you scroll down and actually click submit. A lot of people forget to do that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I'll remember to do that, click submit. <laughs> and, uh, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, and, and did you guys get a chance to either go to the Kent Akron game or even just uh, watch it? Because it was on national TV. On CBS Sports Network last night, did you guys get a chance even? Uh, so I was at a an event that I uh, funded, um, the Casa African Night. Um, so I I didn't get to make it, but I heard it was a pretty lit game. So. Oh, it definitely was. I, I was calling it for BSR, and it was mm-hmm. a pretty lit game, especially with having your superstar player Jalen Walker sit out for a, a t- violating team policy. Must have been hard for Rob Senderoff to do that, but rules are rules. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But getting that win for Kent, man, meant a lot. Akron fans, they were a little annoying that game. I, yeah. I, I did a little chirp I, net I didn't, I uh, exactly. wasn't able to make it, but my, hurt, my friends did say it was kind of rowdy at the 
game. It was kind of rowdy. A fight did break out yeah, between Akron and Kent players. Okay. <laughs> was uh, that true? Yeah, it was true. I actually okay. was calling the fight. So I technically <laughs> called a fight for the first time. It was pretty cool. I think like two two players from both teams got technical fouls. But oh, we're so, I'm so happy Kent, find, Kent won and we get a bye. And that means I get to go to Cleveland, Ohio at Quicken Loans Arena for the MAC tournament Thursday. Awesome. I don't know when the times are announced yet. I really don't. They're not announced yet? They're not announced yet. They they have the seating for the brackets, but they don't have like you know what time these games will be on and stuff. Okay. okay. So it will definitely be pretty cool to be down there for sure. Oh, 100%. I haven't been down to the queue since... Uh, uh, game one NBA Finals watch party where J.R. Smith just you know had to be a bonehead mood. <laughs> and I walked out of the arena with like a the weird like a face like what just happened. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I really still remember that. Yeah, I, I, remember still, that. I still do too. I was at the watch party I think too, and everyone there was just like, "What is this guy?" Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I saw you there because I was with a bunch of old friends from like high school. Like, yeah, I, I think, went, I, think like, I might have. Saw I you might have saw you there, but yeah, yeah, I think everyone that night was just like, "What is that guy?" What is that? I was literally. I had that face the whole entire night. You think it was his fault? Uh, you I think don't he, know. Like it was, it could have been a mistake, or it, like he knew what was mis- going on. I, he could have been. Who knows with Jr. Really, like I met, <laughs> I met Jr. Smith personally. Yeah. I met him personally. He's a good guy and all that. Just who knows uh, what he does sometimes. He's, he's known for being <laughs> quite. He's he's known for being a questionable player. Like he used to untie players' shoes at the when they're taking free throws. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a move. You know the championship. You know he was shirtless for a whole entire month. Right. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, that's, that's pretty true, savage. That's, that's pretty legendary. What that what he does. But savage, no, he's still yeah. a great guy. Cleveland still loves him but oh, sure. uh, that was just that was just so strange but definitely love having you guys on this show today on past the mic sports talk uh make sure you kent state students go out and vote next week tuesday and thursday as well wednesday wednesday, wednesday, wednesday yeah. i got too many days on my mind but <laughs> you know tuesday and wednesday go vote for Lath and val for your u.s uh, undergrad student government and business and finance. Yep. Definitely go vote. And uh, I love having you guys on, man. Yeah, Thanks for coming well, on. Yeah, thank you. And I really do appreciate it. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of recall once uh, once more time. Yeah, so voting is going to be next week, March 12th and 13th, Tuesday and Wednesday, 7 to 5 p.m. Uh, that's vote online using Flashline or just go to KentStateUSG.com. Um, I'm Leigh Tabah, running for Director of Business and Finance, and I'm here with... Vala. I'm running for uh, President of Student Government. So. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate thank it. So yeah, uh, thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, uh, stay tuned in the past, Mike. And make sure you guys also tune in to our uh, Fake Patty's Day special, 1130 uh. to 1230, <laughs> with a call, call in on any number. The number is 330-672-7701 from uh, 1230 to 2. And then are you guys going to do March Madness brackets? Uh, probably. probably. All right, probably. so yeah. past the mic, we are doing a March Madness bracket challenge. Oh, okay. Where the winner, we're, we were thinking, you're getting a past the mic t-shirt. There's, those are coming in soon. So if you, if you don't win it, well, you can still buy one. <laughs> but, you know, if you win, you'll get that. And also we're thinking about gift cards, either Canes, Five Guys, Dairy Queen, or Ice Cream Place of your choice. Okay. So... We got pretty good prizes for you guys. Awesome. Yeah, I like chicken for sure. So. Yeah, so thanks for coming on. Yeah, Lath and Val running for undergrad student government. Stay tuned to Pass the Mic for on BlackScoreRadio.com. Get the word. He's got that mentality that players like LeBron and Michael Jordan have. On sports. If you read my article on Black Squirrel Radio about Tom Brady, you would understand why I rooted for him. With Pass the Mic. Welcome back to 
past the mic sports talk here on Black School Radio. Did you just hear that? Yep. Uh, past the mic has a commercial on Black School Radio now. Pretty cool, I gotta say. Pretty good job. I like the way I went with it so far. And with about like a half hour left of our show, we're gonna get into something interesting, you know, uh, Something that has been debated uh, for a while now. A while now. So we're going to get into uh, goat talk. All right. You know, goat talk. This is going to be basketball. LeBron versus Jordan. If you want to call in, you are welcome to. If you want to speak your opinion on this, our number is 330-627-7701. So with uh, LeBron James recently... Passing the great Michael Jordan on the all-time scoring list. A pretty uh, big move. Pretty big big thing for LeBron as well. He was kind of crying on the sidelines. Talked about it early with Michael on how the L.A. fans really did not appreciate it as much as compared if LeBron did that in Cleveland, which he would have got a big-time standing ovation as well as, you know, being LeBron James, one of the greatest uh NBA basketball players I ever seen playing in person. I really never got to see Michael Jordan in person, but I've seen his old uh, videotapes and stuff and old games, like especially like that big one, 1998 NBA Finals. Hits that clutch uh, mid-range jumper to give him his sixth ring as well. We'll get into that, but here's the thing. Will this debate ever end between Michael Jordan and LeBron James? certainly doesn't seem like it will with uh, when LeBron retires. I don't think it will. People will be saying, I'm either for Jordan or LeBron. All right, they'll either be doing that. So I kind of don't think this will end, but there are many differences between these two great NBA players. They're the greatest players to ever touch a basketball. The greatest people to ever touch a basketball is LeBron and Michael Jordan. Put it that way. They're the greatest men to ever touch and play a basketball there might be someone in the future that could be close and it could happen they could pass one of them all right but there's a lot of differences between lebron and jordan first of all when michael jordan was with the chicago bulls he had better teams and management having scotting pippen on his side definitely did help dennis rodman steve kerr it helped him get the six rings he had, and also better management and coaches as well. You know, the the family who owns the Bulls, the Reinsdorfs, they did a good job managing and getting the players that Michael Jordan needed to win. There's a reason why they did such a good job in the 90s, dominating that whole entire decade of NBA basketball. And also, he had a better coach, started out with Doug Collins, but then Collins got fired before the 91 season as uh, the great Phil Jackson stepped in for Jordan and led Jordan to six rings, and then Jackson went to L.A., coached Kobe and Shaq, won three titles with him, and then won two more with Kobe, which is pretty great. I mean, he just listened to his coach as well, and the problem with LeBron is he really did not have any... First of all, A, never really had good management in Cleveland at all. We all know how LeBron and Dan Gilbert are on things. They tend to be different on a lot of things, being uh, on, on anything really, like especially when Kyrie Irving requested a trade 
in July, and LeBron was trying to make him stay, and then, you know, Dan Gilbert and Kobe Allman put the trade down. I mean, he did, LeBron did work well with David Griffin, and there's a reason why I liked him, because it worked. But David Griffin, he couldn't stand working with Dan Gilbert as well. So that was the problem with Griffin. He just said, I'll leave. I think David Griffin did like LeBron, but there's the difference of that. The time when LeBron had the best run front office and coach had to be his time in Miami. I'm not, not No debate about that. I mean, yeah, he had a good team set up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. A couple good bench players with Ray Allen, Mike Miller, the Birdman, Shane Battier as well. That team was built in that era when LeBron made his decision to leave the Cavs and join the Heat. And he had a pretty good pretty good team. Eric Spalser, I think, might have been his best coach he ever had. Then also the great Pat Riley as well. Great coach, a great front office man as well, being the president of the Miami Heat. So... There's like the one of the main big difference between LeBron and Jordan. And another thing is, I think that Michael Jordan is a little bit more competitive than LeBron. I mean, I'm not saying LeBron's not competitive. He wants it, but Jordan more focused on competition in his team. LeBron seems to more focus on uh, himself or what can he do better. Like he doesn't include the team the whole a whole lot sometimes, and there's a reason why. Some of the guys in the Lakers are really not big fans of LeBron. But that would be a difference. Jordan was a competitive player. He wanted to win. He wanted his team to have those six finals in which he did get them. He would push his teammate as well. Sometimes he would get a little too competitive. He would get mad at his players. There's been stories of him. You know, he threw a punch at Steve Kern, maybe other teams. He wasn't always like probably like the nicest person this round, which there's one thing. LeBron's usually he's a pretty nice guy. He might get he might get mad at some of his players. We've seen that on the court or on the bench or something. He might be mad and stuff, but there's like the main difference. I think Jordan has a little bit more of a competitive edge than LeBron, for sure. Um as right now. But LeBron they're both still great players, but another thing different. Uh LeBron he really never got along with management especially when his time in Cleveland and I don't know how is how he's doing with Magic Johnson I think those two are probably doing better than he did with Cleveland because uh you know Magic Johnson he's another all-time great NBA player and he's trying to do the best he can to bring the Lakers back to relevance they're kind of relevant right now but they're relevant for the wrong reason as it as I said earlier in the show, it does not look like that the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry, but that's how it looks right now for the L.A. Lakers. And, uh, see, he never really got along with Dan Gilbert. You know, kind of wanted these moves, like, give me this guy and this guy, man, this will help us win, or management does the best he can, or if, he doesn't, if you don't get that player, LeBron gets really annoyed with that. Now, Jordan, he just kind of deals with the management done. He's like... Hey, management's doing the best they can to bring us a championship and to create a team that where our chemistry all works. So that was the one difference. Jordan in his career really never fight fought with uh, management, unlike kind of LeBron does. It was more in his time in Cleveland than it was with Miami. I don't know about in L.A. We all know LeBron's real was really pushing for Anthony Davis at the trade deadline. That did not go through. I I even forget who the Lakers traded for at the deadline. 
But that did not happen. You know, the Lakers were literally offering the Pelicans everything they were, were going to give up. Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Michael Beasley. Um, and, oh, yeah, Rondo is in there. And I think they had uh, Brandon Ingram as well, five guys. And I think draft picks, I think a first round and a second round draft pick. And the Pelicans still said no, but Anthony Davis says he kind of wants to leave that team. So... We'll see in about the off season because more more than likely it looks like LeBron will be on his couch in the off season, uh, probably drinking his wine as usual. But he might be uh, scouting like the players who are going to be free agents soon to uh, join the Lakers next year. He might be doing that. You you never know, man. LeBron's a he's a pretty smart guy. I'm not saying Jordan wasn't smart either, but LeBron's pretty good when it comes to scouting and you know trying to get players to come play for play with him. I know not every time you can get along with everyone, but LeBron, he tries to find a way to make it work. And another big-time difference is, is that LeBron had to deal with adversity throughout his career. When LeBron James played in the NBA Finals, the only time he was favorited in the Finals was when he was with Miami. And they were favored in 2011 against the Mavs, and then against the Thunder and the Spurs. But and they they lost to the Mavs and the Spurs and they lost to the Spurs in 2014. But that was kind of the only time LeBron was really favored. I mean, all the times against the Warriors, I pretty sure LeBron was and his team was not favored at all. I mean, in 2015 they could have, but they lost Kevin Love in the first round, and then they only had Kyrie Irving for Game One, and then Irving, uh, you know, hurt his hurt his ankle right there, and that was the end for Irving in the 2015. NBA Finals, you know, being down 3-1, you know, that's a position not many players want to be in, but LeBron was able to deliver the championship for the Cavaliers in 2016, and in my opinion, that was his greatest moment as an NBA player, no doubt. The Warriors were 73-9. and The Warriors were a very good team. Steph Curry was having an MVP season. Klay Thompson was not too far off either. Draymond Green was turning into a bigger star than he was earlier on when he was with the Warriors. So that was the that's why this was a great moment for LeBron, you know, being one of the best teams who had the best regular season record and coming back with a three one, what he did in that series was just unbelievably amazing. The work him and Kyrie, Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, Iman Shumper, that whole team, they all worked together to bring that title to Cleveland. That's his biggest moment. Because no other, because you could say anything. I think it's since on one of my podcasts, but those players in the Indian 90s, yeah, they were great players and stuff, but they didn't have the ability to bring home the championship. They were close in 97, but we all know that is probably one of the worst moments in Indians history, blowing that Game 7 to the Florida Marlins, who were only in five years in existence, to like an area who really does not care much about their sports teams, which is Miami. So that is true on that. And, yeah, Jordan, in his career, really did not have much adversity. He was usually favorited in the finals. I think the only time he wasn't was when he faced the Lakers, but that was when the Lakers were on the downhill in playing basketball as well. So there's the reason behind that. You know, Jordan, the only time he had, like, tough times was, you know, he had to face when he was in the East. The East was a little bit tougher in Jordan's time than it was in LeBron because, you know, first of all, A, Jordan had to face... You know, those Cavs, those Cavs with Mark Price, Brad Doherty, Ron Harper, and Larry Nance. 
they were a pretty good team. That and then he, he hit the shot in '89 against the Cavs, ruining the Cavs' playoff hopes. The Cavs were actually a better team that year. And then I think in the next round, you know, you had to play against uh, the mighty Detroit Pistons. Which the Pistons, the bad boy Pistons, they were a very good team. I saw the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary on the bad boys team, and that team was dirty. Uh, was really dirty. Uh, I mean, look at Isaiah Thomas, uh, Joe Dumars. They were just very dory. Bill Lambeard, he was a big man that wasn't afraid to like put you down on defense at all. That team was pretty good. Then having Dennis Rodman as well when he was on the Pistons. He won Defensive Player of the Year in 90. And that bad boy's Pistons, he beat down Jordan really hard in the late 80s and early 90s. But then, you know, that team broke apart and fell off, gave Jordan a little bit of an advantage to make it to the finals. And then, you know, you had the Knicks with Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley. That was another good team. Then also the Pacers led by Reggie Miller, one of the all-time great three-point shooters. So that was, that's what made it different than LeBron Jordan because LeBron was the toughest team you had to face in the Eastern Conference. The 08 Celtics... They beat him out. They beat him in 2008 and in 2010. That might have been the toughest team he had to face. The only time he was able to beat those big three guys of Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, and you can also include Rondo as well, was when he was with the Heat and he was able to beat him in the playoffs. That was a great performance by him as well, but that might have been his toughest team in the playoffs other than his finals opponents because I think his finals opponents were hard. I would have to say the same goes for Jordan as well, because I didn't think it was easy, especially at Utah and Seattle. Seattle was pretty good with Gary Payton. They weren't tough, but, yeah, I mean, LeBron had to deal with, like, literally, you got to come back and win, especially in the finals. Not really much in the playoffs. Jordan, he did get eliminated in the first round a couple times in his career. LeBron, he still hasn't. It's probably not going to happen this year because the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs at all. But... Moving on forward, uh, LeBron James in size difference. Uh, LeBron is a much bigger player than Jordan. Jordan was 6'6", 225. LeBron is 6'8", 250, 260 about. He's in that area. That's much bigger. LeBron's able to guard bigger players on defense, which is why I think he's a little bit better defender. Made one of the greatest blocks in NBA history against the Warriors on Iguodala. I think LeBron's a little bit defender. I think Jordan was a good defender as well. I see more Jordan knows just shots and dunks. LeBron's a great offense. They were both they're both kinda they're both team players in their own way. LeBron passes a little more than Jordan. Jordan he didn't tend the ball hog like Kobe does, but you know, he did pass. He was just a great shooter, you know, is there Jordan. I mean first of all, you gotta give credit to Michael Jordan for making basketball as big as it is now. He is the main reason why Oh, you can also give credit to Bird and Johnson in the 80s as well, because that's when the NBA started getting big. The 80s with Magic Bird, and then the 90s with Michael Jordan. Now we're in this area of Kobe, LeBron, and now the Golden State Warriors, as well as making the NBA to where it is now. So, in size difference, LeBron's just much bigger and athletic. He can do much more than what Jordan could do with his height and his weight as well, being more muscular than Jordan as well. We'll never be able to see these two ever go at each other. You you can try it in 2K, but it's not going to be as accurate as them actually. If you had like a time machine and you're like, oh, let's uh, have prime Michael Jordan take on prime LeBron, that, that would be intense. But 
I don't think anyone has ever been able... No one has ever been able to time travel, actually. It, I don't even think it'll ever work, in my opinion. It sounds like science fiction, so that's why we get back to the future as well. But another thing is that LeBron is unable to do... It's not really his fault, but LeBron's never going to catch up to Jordan in rings. Jordan will always be like one of the top players with one of the most NBA championships. We all, you know Bill Russell has 11 rings, but you know that era, and he's playing, you know, doesn't look like competition was as hard as it is compared to has been the last, what, 50 years since Bill Russell played. It's much different. I think the only big guys were like Wilt, Chamberlain, and the... Oscar Robinson, those were probably the only big uh, NBA players back in those days. But yeah, LeBron's not going to be able to catch up to Michael Jordan ranks. He'll probably be stuck at these three rings. Depending on how the offseason goes for the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, he could try to bring in some big stars to play for him next season, but it might not happen at all as it doesn't look like that, especially with this Warriors dynasty going on. You know, after he won 2016, Cavs kind of thought, we can make it again and win the finals. We we knew we were going to make it, but we thought we were going to win it. Till July 4th, 2016, Kevin Durant decided to make the probably a weak-minded move by him to join the Golden State Warriors and literally just get a ring the easy way by joining a team that was just 73-9. You know, that kind of ruined LeBron's chances to win more titles as well. So Jordan will always be considered better than LeBron when it comes to, if you want to bring up the ring debate, that is a big one that a lot of people tend to do when they talk Jordan and LeBron, you know, the two of the greatest players to ever play, man, but they'll always bring up those rings. I mean, branding wise, they both did an incredible job at making the game bigger as well as I talked on earlier with Michael on how global this game is. I definitely think Michael Jordan was one of the main players that made it global with his Air Jordan brand, his Gatorade commercials and all that. Bronze doing that similarly, but he's going into, you know, more movies than Jordan. Jordan, the only movie he ever did, I think, was uh, Space Jam. Great movie. Now LeBron wants to do Space Jam 2. People might bring up Space Jam in a GOAT debate in that too, in a movie. Like, oh, who's a better actor? Oh, I think it's the original with Michael Jordan. No, I think it's the one with LeBron. Alright, it's probably not going to start now, but when it comes out, I think 2021 or 2022, there will be the new Space Jam, and people will probably have that in the GOAT debate as well, which I find pretty funny, to be honest, to have uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron uh, GOAT debate, including a fictional holiday, fictional movie that they did with the Looney Tunes. I mean, great movie, Space Jam. That's one of my all-time favorites as well in uh, in sports movies. I mean, there's a whole bunch of lists. I can go on and on about all the sports movies I've watched and the ones I liked and the ones I didn't like. There's plenty to do. But as uh, we are getting ready to close down our show, and just remember to tune in to our next week's show for a special Pass the Mic. We'll be on 11.30 to 12.30, along with Brandon's World as well, for a fake Patty's Day special. We're definitely going to be talking about the MAC tournament that we're going to. We are lucky that we're able to go to such, you know, not one of the big conference in uh, college basketball, but one of the big, uh, 
you know, kind of like one of the big tournaments that come to Cleveland every year is the MAC teams. They're great basketball, I'm telling you. It is some pretty exciting basketball to watch as well. So we'll be down there kind of probably talk about that, then the other championship games going on, and then the NFL traded the free agency starts up next week, so we'll figure out which players are going to where. Special hour, and then, you know, I'm going to do my call-in where anyone feels free to call in. Tell me how you're feeling on Fake Paddy's Day, one of the big holidays in Kent, Ohio. I'll tweet out the picture soon. And it'll be a fun show. It'll be a fun time. We're, we're going to talk sports. We're going to have some fun. We're going to maybe, maybe uh, you know, just talk about what we're doing that day and stuff. But it's going to be a fun day next week. You know, as it is now, uh, time for me to do... What are you doing, drunkie? Yeah, it's time for my drunkie, and I told you guys, I uh, foreshadowed uh, this uh, drunkie for sure, and my drunkie is going to have to be Antonio Brown. Yes, Antonio Brown. Just because, oh, I don't want to go to the Bills. I don't like Buffalo. It's boring. It's All they do is drink and, you know, break tables, and oh, I, I don't really know what really goes on in Buffalo. I do have friends from there, but I may have to ask, but, you know, Antonio, you know, wants to be with someone there's bigger market, more money, and stuff like that. But remember when Antonio Brown wanted the trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers? He wanted to go somewhere where he was going to get the ball the most. And Buffalo looks like the perfect spot. You have a great young quarterback in Josh Allen. All right, Josh Allen, he's a pretty good quarterback. I put him as second as the second best quarterback in that draft class. Baker Mayfield as number 1, of course, you know, I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. Love is worth it as well. Josh Allen, he's pretty good as well. They're, they're, those are like kind of like the future of the NFL. And I'm pretty sure Baker and Josh Allen, they do play at Cleveland Brown Stadium uh in the upcoming season. That'll be a pretty good game to watch as well. That might be even nationally televised. We'll see when the they have the teams out for the schedule, but they don't have like the times and dates. So we'll see when that comes up. But Antonio Brown, man, if you went to the Bills, first of all, a I, I saw videos of Bills fans already breaking tables because they were excited they got Antonio Brown. But then you know the NFL puts out that tweet, and Antonio Brown's got to tweet out fake news, fake news. I don't want to go there. He's such a baby sometimes, these NFL players. Him and Le'Veon, oh, I want money, I want big fame, I want all this. Well, you can't always get what. In the NFL, you really do not have a decision to control where you go, to be honest. Actually, you really don't. And that's why he's a drunkie, you know. If he went to Buffalo, he would have get the most passes, having Josh Allen throwing him 50-yard passes every game. He would catch it, he would lead the team in Every receiving category as well, even rushing, I think he could. I mean, they still have LaShawn McCoy, but as I sh- as I mentioned, uh, the Bills' uh, wide receivers, and it doesn't really look that good at all, and he would be in the perfect spot. And now, Antonio Brown, being Antonio Brown, doesn't want to stay with the Buffalo, doesn't want to go to the Buffalo. There's rumors that he might go to, 40, to the 49ers. We're not sure yet. But hopefully we can figure out where Antonio Brown is going for the future as well. Haven't heard much from Le'Veon Bell either. Uh, he's a free agent, but that starts next week. Next week, So that will be interesting to figure out where Le'Veon's going. In my opinion, when Le'Veon Bell comes back to football, he will not be what he was in 2017 and 2016. He, I heard he did gain some weight, so that's not good, especially if you're a running back. You need to be a little bit light. 
be able to be quick and all that. You see it with a lot of these running backs in our league, but I don't think Le'Veon will go back to his old self as he was in those last two seasons that he played in. Because last year, you know, you just kind of screwed around and just wanted money and kind of looked like you were wasting money by going down to South Beach and then playing pickup basketball in, in the local YMCA in Pittsburgh and just, you know, playing. You could have risked your injury. You He could have ruined his career like that for just making a stupid decision by playing pickup basketball. But that is my drunkie, Antonio Brown. Still going to remind you guys, past the mic is on 11.30, 12.30 in, with Brandon's World, and then we'll do our segment from 12.30 to 2 on BlackShowRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you go vote in our poll for uh, what should be the gift card choice. For uh, the NCAA bracket challenge that we're doing, I'll send out the link to that as soon as uh, March Madness gets ready to start up, uh, more than likely on Sunday. It's going to be very interesting. We're going to have a fun show for you guys next week. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Pass the Mic. You can look us up, and we'll get you uh, more information on those T-shirts that should be coming in soon. And uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Pass the Mic. On this Saturday afternoon, 1.55, past the mic, signing out for today. We'll be back with you guys on a special show next week. So thanks for tuning in as we'll 